Hey folks, my guest today is Neil Parak. He is building a tool called Made This, which is a cleaning franchise for vacation rentals. Neil, you ready to take us to the top? I'm stoked. Let's do it, Nathan. Are you running one of these franchises or are you the creator of the brand and you sell franchisees the franchise? Both. So I am the creator of the brand. I started this in 2013. I was working in uh, tech venture capital for a few years uh, before doing this kind of as a side hustle. Uh, so now I am running two corporate locations for this and we have two franchises as well. So we just started the franchise operations a few months ago. Very cool. Okay. Let's break into the business model, right? So what are you selling? Cleaning services for vacation rental. So there is kind of a gap in the market where um, a lot of short-term rentals have popped up, Airbnbs, VRBOs, things like that. And they need a proper cleaning service, which could use a lot of tech, right? Uh, typically, a lot of cleaners are not very tech savvy, but these vacation rentals have quick turnovers. You know, They need someone to be able to sync with their calendars, to automatically see when guests are checking out, to be able to report low supplies, damages, things like that. So we kind of help be the middleman between usually the low-tech cleaners uh, as well as the hosts kind of automate the entire process for that. It's a marketplace model here. Exactly. All right. Tell me back to, take me back to day one, your, your first, your first host that you connected to your first, you know, cleaners. Yep. So uh, it is what I'd call like a local marketplace model, right? Because we are a localized business. And uh, this one part I want to clarify with vacation rentals, Airbnbs, any local model reviews are so king, right? You can't just do like a, um, uh, the biggest competitor is called Handy, where it's just like an Uber type service for cleaning. It can't. What we found is it can't really be like that for um, Airbnb's vacation rentals. That's why we're doing the franchise model, which is much more localized for that. Uh, your question, Nathan, the first Airbnb host I connected. You know, we started doing just residential cleaning because uh, okay. that's that's what I knew. I found out about this kind of on Reddit just as an idea, and I'm like, hey, this guy's doing cleaning. I'll just do the same thing. And this is like a side hustle while I was working in VC. Um, so the first guy called me and said, Hey, do you guys do vacation rental cleaning? You know, by the way, there are people laughing listen, because there's a lot of VCs that listen, analysts they are listening, going, wait a second. I thought a side hustle was supposed to be like launching my own like software company. Your side hustle is like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go double down on this Reddit thread. I'm gonna go clean some houses here. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing if you think about it. Like from tech VC to cleaning company. That's exactly what I did. Uh I, I and I just to go on that, Nathan, I mainly did it because I wanted to eventually leave and travel. Right. And I, I wanted some sort of side hustle to do then. It ended up becoming cleaning. I guess it could have been anything, but I'm very happy it was a local business. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is kind of ridiculous when you say it out loud. No, I'm thinking How much about was it. that first job? What'd you get paid? I think like a hundred bucks. We were undercharging like crazy. It was like barely anything. I was just stoked that we actually got something. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So someone called and said, Hey, we need a cleaner for case rentals. I said, We don't do that. And then I looked into it more. No one else is doing it. High, high volume. Right. You know, People are staying for three, four days at a time. So I realized how much more profitable it was than a regular residential. So just started to curate it from there. So, so now let's scale up to today. Let's look at last month's cohort data, right? So in July, how many houses did your marketplace help get cleaned? Uh, probably about 600. Wow. All in LA. LASF. So that's where the corporate locations, even more if you count the franchise locations. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, and how many cleaners did you give work to? How many did it take to clean the 600? Sure. Probably about 20 to 25. Okay. Interesting. And are those 25 cleaners, are they on your payroll as fixed expenses or are they hired as needed based off the marketplace demand? Good question. Uh, as needed. So they are independent contractors. Many of them have their own clients. However, our service does like a pretty heavy vetting process, five steps to interview them in person, everything to make sure they're fully vetted and they're reliable because Airbnb hosts need reliability above everything. So they're vetted, they're on our system, we know them, and then we refer them out work, match them with clients, make sure things are smooth. 
And what is the average like cleaning job cost the homeowner? Sure. Anywhere between 125 to like 150, I'd say on average, some like four bedrooms in LA are going to be like $300, right? If it's just a mansion, um, some studios might be less, but let's say around 140 would probably be about the average. So can I take like 140, 150 times the 600 homes? And that's about what, $90,000 in like marketplace revenue last month? Yeah. And look, there's uh, fluctuations, right? Because it's, many homes are going to be cleaned um, more, more often, right? Some are going to clean a lot less. Um, so at least that amount is what you'd be looking at. What, well, I guess it could have, it was probably way higher than that. If you had 600 homes, but they booked for two weekends in July, that's, you just doubled your numbers. What, what was exactly. Actual, what was actual marketplace volume last month? Uh, you know, it'd probably be it probably be north of a hundred. Um, the reason is right now would be a slightly I'm slightly slower with the travel and everything. I mean, oftentimes people are staying for longer stays, uh, not as much weekend hopping. It just depends on the season. Sometimes they're crazy busy doing so many turns. Some hosts are only there like they're gone for summer and then they're back, right? So uh, you're probably looking right now north of a hundred. And if we look at the economics on a hundred dollar hundred dollar cleaning job, break down mm-hmm. how it works. How much does the cleaner get? Sure. So it does depend on the cleaner, but you're you're looking at uh, roughly fifty to fifty five percent, maybe up to sixty uh, percent. Okay. If we're outsourcing to a company, it could be even more. But like, let's say fifty to sixty percent is typically what you're pushing out to the cleaner. Um, marketing costs are um, Nathan, as you know, at the beginning you're doing a lot of marketing. Afterwards, it's mostly word of mouth referral. So we spend maybe. I'd say five to ten percent on, let's say five percent of revenue on marketing per month. Yep. Um, then we have some overhead expenses. Um, so overhead expenses probably ten to fifteen percent. Yeah. Uh, other large expense I could think about would be um, credit card transaction fees, where which are pain in the butt, but that takes off three percent immediately. Yeah. Uh, then other minor software expenses here and there, just you know Zapier things like that, just to connect everything, Active Campaign um, things like that. So that'll add uh, some fixed amount as well. Call it 50 to 60 to cleaner, then like another 30-ish all your costs. So basically profit is call it 20 bucks for a $100 job. Roughly, yes. That's, that's pretty good math. Yep. Okay, cool. So I mean, could I say, sorry, back in and say in July, you guys did about 20,000 bucks in sort of, you know, profit or, or gross revenue at least, and then multiply it times 100. It's like what, a quarter million dollar run rate, something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we count the revenue as the top line, right? Because we, we take all of that in. Uh, so 20 would be probably profit. Net profit is kind of what you're looking at. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. That's you're, you're obviously even better. You're at north of a million dollar run right then, and uh, and you're profitable, which is great. Now, are you bootstrapped as well, or do you raise capital? Yeah, bootstrap, bootstrap from day one. And the great part about the business model is like it is pretty lean, right? You get a job, you do the marketing at the beginning, but it's highly recurring revenues, especially when you get that client in, you keep them happy. You don't have to keep spending money in marketing to sell someone over and over and over. Uh, so we're bootstrapped since day one. Um, have never raised capital and just growing from there. Yeah, and, and hopefully there's low turnover in your cleaners. If you paid out about fifty thousand dollars to them last month, fifty percent of the hundred grand total revenue. I mean, I think on average across twenty two cleaners, that's like almost three thousand dollars a month for each of them. That's that's sustainable, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Quick math. And look, many of them have other jobs, other clients that they they take care of. You know, and the, the beauty of working with us is we give them the clients who let them know when the turnovers are. They could fill in their slots with anything they want after that. As yeah. well. So I always get asked, and you're the perfect person to ask because you came from VC, how to value a marketplace. Let's say you are going to go out and raise yeah. whoever, right? Which VC firm were you with? It's called Kane Anderson in Los Angeles. Let's say we're going to go raise from Kane Anderson now. How yeah. do they value the marketplace model? So we would be valued at um, a local service model, right? Because it is local service. So let's talk about marketplaces, though. 
a marketplace would be valued simply based off of comps because it's so tough to value it based off of any actual metrics, especially what's going on right now. Um, so you'd simply look at the closest comps to the marketplace. Uh, and you can take a look at the business model in terms of like, what is the revenue? What is the profit margins? But the reality with a marketplace model, that's not going to be as relevant. So I think comps is pr for sure. Number one is what you look what at. What is the closest look at comp right now? For us, it would be honestly another uh, franchise cleaning company. So franchise cleaning companies trade at anywhere between like typically in normal times, six to eight times EBITDA. Um, right. So that would be what a franchise cleaning company um, would trade at. And then uh, obviously when the market has gone crazy, it's just based off the brand value, right? For large franchises. Uh, but that's that's the beauty of franchises is as you scale, the brand grows, the value, the intrinsic value of the brand just grows much more, right? It's no longer based off of a local cleaning company multiple. It's based off of franchise multiple and the brand multiple. So just playing that out for you guys, 20,000 bucks a month in revenue, 200, bottom line, $250,000 a year at a conservative like 6x multiple on EBITDA, right? It's about a $1.5 million valuation, something like that. Based off of corporate location alone, right? So what we're yeah. doing with the franchising model... Um, what I mentioned is just corporate location. We have Denver, we have Myrtle Beach, and especially we had more and more franchise units, that's going to grow with themselves, right? And those franchise owners will be able to make money themselves, hopefully copying our economics, right? We're going to show them the model, help them do it. Uh, and then that just scales with it. I see. So the hundred grand a month you're doing right now, that's across two locations in LA and San Francisco. Yep. That's it. I see. Okay. Let's now go into the franchise model. So, yep. so who did you sell it to in Denver and Myrtle Beach and what do they pay you? Sure. So the franchise model, um, we charge $35,000 for the initial fee. And then we charge uh, 6% royalty is the amount that's um, charged for the ongoing fee. And there's other minor fees like tech fees, marketing fees, which kind of just are, are cost covers, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the amount we charge. And then you know, we just guide them and help them to get set up and grow from there. And you've sold two so far. Two so far. So we launched at the very end of 2020. So been about six to seven months uh, since launch. And, and how much did those two locations combined do in project volume or cleaning volume in July? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be lower because they're just getting set up. Denver is uh, up and running already. Uh, Myrtle Beach is just getting set up. So Myrtle Beach would be at zero right now because they're still in yep. the setup phase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. Interesting yeah. model. So, so, um, most times when you're buying a franchise, uh, folk, the ones that you pay the most for are the ones that are coming with like a proprietary system that you've built. So, or, or you're helping them get like a leapfrog start that they couldn't get by themselves. So when I pay you 35 grand and I want to bring your service to Austin, Texas, what mm -hmm. sort of systems are you giving me that you feel like are totally worth a $35,000 fee? Yeah, sure. Honestly, I, I see this time collapsing, right? I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes. Uh, simple things is like, setting up a one hour arrival window, right? It sounds stupid. It sounds so simple. Like, why don't you, why do you have an exact time that the cleaner arrive versus a one hour arrival window? That took a lot of testing to get to. And that's one of a thousand things that we've tested to kind of optimize what we're doing. Uh, it's also done in a completely remote way. So we teach you how to find a remote labor, how to pay them. It's, it's almost like, let's say you could have a coach, but also you literally copy the business model and we set up all the tech stuff for you. Yeah. So I, I would say it's a lot of, um, you're buying the systems, um, which will speed up what you're doing. Now let's talk about the cost, right? If I could speed up what you're doing by two years, right? If I sped up what I was doing by two years, I'm doing $100,000 per month run rate. How much is that in profit that I would have saved um, or gotten myself if I just paid someone for that speed? Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is, um, hey, guardrails, we'll make sure you don't mess up, make sure you don't make the same mistakes I did. It saves you a lot of time, headache, money. And then the second part is I think you'd be able to accelerate much faster. Lastly, there's just the brand effect, right? Is like we could start going after large partnerships. We could eventually go after Airbnb and say, hey, we're in X number of locations. 
send us leads immediately, directly. So I think there's a lot of economies of scale, um, both with partnerships as well as stuff like simple stuff you want to think about, Typeform, right? Like if you're an individual company, you have to buy your own Typeform. Of course, as a large brand, you could just piggyback off of our our system. So there's just huge cost savings, which you don't even think about by not having to do all these little things. I was hoping I was hoping what you're going to dive into uh, was addressing this question, which is Zapier and tools like Zapier right now. The valuations in the marketplace and SaaS are through their freaking roof right now. Yep. Have you figured out a way to actually templatize all of the hundreds of Zaps you've sent up to make your system run and actually white label that and copy that for your Denver franchise owner, your Myrtle Beach franchise owner, or do they have to set that all up themselves? No, we do that for them. That's uh, that is the proprietary information. That's, is that's, uh, that's IP right there, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not our software, um, but everything we've created is like using Zaps and to talk to Active Campaign to sync to the booking software we use, which is completely customized to link to our website, which we completely customize. So there's customization involved, which is extremely hard and expensive to copy. Right? Yeah. I spent twenty thousand dollars just on doing the UI testing for our booking forms. How much of right? your money have you put into this? Ooh, uh, initially, to be honest, it was like a thousand dollars to get started, and then started rolling more and more of the profits back into it. So. Um, for the franchise operations, I probably put two hundred thousand dollars in to get that set up. Interesting. Are you paying uh, yourself that, yet or no? Yeah, yeah, paying myself. Well, that's yeah. good. So you're yeah. doing this full time now? Full time, yeah. We we've been around since 2013. I quit my VC job in 2015 and I booked a one way flight to Colombia and I was traveling for about five years while building this. And then COVID happened, so came back to LA and now post in the US. That's very interesting. Okay, what's the, you keep saying we? What's your team size say? Full time folks. Sure. So we have about 10 people on um, operations. Um, give it, I would say about eight, eight full-time, about two part-time who are on operations for, um, for the home offices. And what, what are some growth hacks you're using to build both sides of the marketplace? You touched on your systems for getting reliable cleaners. What about getting more homeowners? Are you doing any interesting sort of scraping, any interesting data sources here? You know, what's interesting is uh, the local market, especially for cleaning, I feel like two years behind the time in terms of marketing. I think most local businesses are. So here's the dirty secret. It's such a hidden gem. As long as you do the stuff which is current, you are already ahead of the competition. 45% of local companies still don't have a website, if you think about that. Most of them are doing like flyers, things like that. So as long as you're doing like SEO, keep your Google ratings pristine, have an awesome looking website, you're already way ahead of the pack. So small growth hacks would just be keeping on top of what, uh, especially Google, which is the king, is releasing, right? For example, they release Google local services, get on that immediately, growth hack that figure out how to optimize it, figure out why they show people at the top and just kind of focus on everything Google's putting out and optimizing that. Because if you do that alone, you're already way, way ahead of the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I love about local market is like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, just do it better. Do you have, or have you been able to back into like a CAC to get a new home on your system in LA? We have, um, and there's two different um, there's two different amounts. One would be for regular residential. And one would be for vacation rental. Um, ours is probably about, I think last time I calculated uh, a CAC with, for regular residential, I think it was about $66. Okay. Yeah. And that's so you for think, every clean or just to get them on the platform and then it's earnings? Get them on the platform. You know, Maybe they're one-time customer, maybe they're a recurring customer, right? So uh, the goal is for them to be a recurring customer because $66 per clean would not be profitable. That wouldn't work, uh, yeah. No. But most of the customers we're getting, there's a, there's a sales funnel to get them on the recurring program. Very cool, Neil. All right, let's wrap up here, man, with the Vance Five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Ooh, um, you know, I don't know if there's a business book exactly. There's a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Have you heard of it? Can't Hurt Me? Yep. 
No, that's great. I have to check yeah. it out. Yeah. Number two, is there a founder you're following or studying? There is uh, Jesse Itzler. Uh, yeah, he's the founder of Zika Water and a few other things, but I'm just loving what he puts out. Number three, what's your favorite online tool? It's got to be Zapier. <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to happen. Number four, yeah. how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, eight. I am, I am useless unless I get eight hours of sleep, so I actually get a full night's sleep. And Neil, what's your situation? Married, single kids? I am single right now. Okay. Uh, and how old are you? 32. 32. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Whew. I wish I would have told myself to take bigger risks because you can make up for it because you have more time. Um, so you use that time wisely, uh, network a lot because you have way more free time. So take risks, network a lot, and use your time wisely. Guys, made this. It is a marketplace. It wouldn't surprise me though if he does end up with some sort of SaaS product here in the future to help these cleaners manage their businesses. We'll see what happens. But right now, the marketplace is doing $100,000 per month, top line revenue, $20,000 in profit. Just sold his first two franchises in Denver and Myrtle Beach at 35K a pop plus 6% royalties, growing nicely, all bootstrapped, which we love. Neil, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.